Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, Old Time Music with Cameron DeWitt and Friends. This week's friend is Sam Armstrong Zickfuss. We recorded this in August at Swallow Hill in Denver, Colorado. It's the last week of Get Up in the Cool month. This is the final push for y'all to sign up over at patreon.com slash getupinthecool, linked in the show notes. If you already are, you have my thanks and my blessing to skip my pledge drive interruption in the middle of this episode. Again, that's patreon.com slash getupinthecool, linked in the show notes. Stick around afterwards and I'll tell you how to keep up with Sam Armstrong Zickfus. But first, here's our interview and jam. Enjoy. Sam Armstrong, Zickfus, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I've been wanting to have you on the show for a really long time, and a lot of people have been wanting for you to be on the oh, show for shit. a long time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but awesome. this, I, yeah, But I've never been to Colorado before. Oh, so yeah. Well, that welcome. Was, yeah. <laughs> that was the main thing getting in the way, and now I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. It's been a while since I have known... Of your online <laughs> presence, yeah, so surely same. we'll hang out yeah. at some point. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm glad it's happened. Me too. Yeah, I've been really enjoying uh, watching all the stuff that you've been posting and the way that you've been um, keeping us all entertained with your <laughs> with your banjo playing and especially uh, your fluidity between three finger and claw hammer styles. Uh, I know today you were like, I'm bringing my hybrid banjo today and you explained <laughs> what that means and maybe you should explain that for other folks too but yeah yeah what what is what is this banjo so um this is a stuart mac kit banjo stuart mcdonald the like um they have just a bunch of luthier type gear 
Um, and it's a banjo you could buy in a kit and make yourself from the 70s. Oh, wow. That my uncle put together. Um, and it was the first resonator banjo I ever had. Mm. Um, you had open backs before that? Oh, I guess this would be the first banjo. The first banjo. Period. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> we built a banjo that was an open back together. Um, it was short-lived because we did something wrong with the wood where the neck was just okay. cranking backwards. <laughs> So this was the first banjo I had that I really played a lot. Mm. Um, and so I'm calling it a hybrid banjo because I saw um, Ferris and Jason Romero make a banjo where it's a resonator, but they scoop um, a couple of the frets off. So it's more comfortable to play a claw hammer. Yeah, because you like to claw hammer over... Yeah. Where the highest frets are on your banjo, yeah. Especially when I'm playing on the resonator, just because it can get really crispy and bright. Yeah. That If I'm a little too close to the bridge. And so I just kind of, my uncle shaved off that (laughs) little bit of frets, (laughs) just so there's just enough room for your thumb. Kind of like Chris Cool's banjo has just that little tiny... Oh, I see. Yeah, that little... Landing, yeah. landing zone. Oh, cool. And then I put a Renaissance head on, despite knowing that um, that's going to vibe out some bluegrass players probably, <laughs> but uh, they'll be okay. <laughs> they'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think you also said you, you have like heavier strings than you would typically yeah. on a bluegrass banjo. Yeah. I put medium strings on, which is kind of how I learned to play three finger. Hmm. Um, and then I turned into a big Bela head. And switch to light strings. Um, but it's kind of, I feel like, really excited to be playing on medium strings again lately. Yeah, yeah uh, it's such a treat to hear such warm tones coming from a resonator banjo. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's really nice. I'm sure a lot of that is your your technique and your and your touch as well. But, like, also, like, that has to, between the Renaissance head and the... Um, oh, yeah. And the medium strings that would have an effect. Yeah, that yeah. was sort of this banjo was kind of my COVID project. I took the neck off, I took the tone ring off, I like just took about anything I could off with the tools that I had, and then put it back together and tried to get um, as like sweet and warm of a tone as I could, and hopefully not um, break anything yeah, in the process. It seems like it worked. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> So you said you and your uncle? Yeah. Uh, was your uncle a banjo player then? Yeah, my uncle Brad. So my mom is one of 12 kids. Big fan. Yeah. And uh, most of them play bluegrass yeah, to cool. some extent. Yeah. Wow. Were they like a, a bluegrass family band? Yeah. If Holy you <laughs> went to um, some fairs or some gigs in Minnesota, yeah. you probably may have seen the Armstrong Brothers Band. Oh, my God. Um yeah. So were you, um, <laughs> we could start this from the record if you want, but was, was that all that baggage and, and trauma like handed on to you or were you shielded from it? I was pretty shielded from okay, it. Okay, cool. Yeah. They like, um, I think we had like one gig as like a family band Yeah, and it was at my grandpa's nursing home mm-hmm. and it was on St. Patrick's Day. And my uncles all were super nervous. Yeah. <laughs> and then we played a couple of family weddings. Mm. Um, and just your and about it as far as family band gigs. Does your mom play? No. Okay. She listens. So I was going to say Armstrong Brothers. Yeah. Seemed a bit. My aunt Joan exclusive. did sneak in there on bass. The good thing about oh, okay. having 12 kids is you've got like two or three bass subs, yeah. depending on <laughs> who's getting along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good. Yeah. So, uh, would you say then that your your uncle, what was your uncle's name? Brad. Your uncle Brad. Would you say that he was your exposure to traditional music and to ban- the banjos? Yeah, totally. And I think um, a large part of me playing Three Finger and Claw Hammer comes from him because he um, has a lot of banjos, usually, of his own frankensteining often like from kits or from ebay and he just always was kind of switching between three finger and claw hammer depending on 
what type of tune it was. Um, mm. They'd play some like pretty straight up old time tunes, and then they'd play some like seldom sceny or Tim O'Brien kind of bluegrass stuff. And he'd switch to Three Finger, and they'd play a couple of just raging Bill Monroe kind of things. Yeah. Um, and he was just always switching, and I was like, I like that about the banjo. And I kind of thought that's what everyone did until I yeah. started hanging out with other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's lovely when your exposure to something is the non-normative version of it. Yeah, when you think totally. that that is what is normal. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I mean, were there any, like, drawbacks to, to you know, when you found out? <laughs> like, um, or, or, do you, or is this generally well-received? I mean, you were saying that, like, you, you might vibe out some bluegrass players. Yeah. The Renaissance <laughs> Is that true? Are there people who would really give you side-eye for having a different style of head on your banjo? I think so. Wow. I luckily don't often run in a circle where that would come up. <laughs> I think very often. I have kind of cultivated a pretty specific scene yeah, cool. of friends and people I play with um, or like places I end up jamming. Yeah. But I do think um, for a long time I had like a big banjo identity crisis because I went to school in Santa Fe and there wasn't a ton of bluegrass yeah. or old time. My banjo teacher, Tom Adler, is a killer um, clawhammer banjo player, just super groovy. And so I learned from him, but I didn't really play with anyone else other than him and the Americana ensemble he hosted. Mm. And so I moved to Denver, and I was like, I'm a bluegrass player, um, because I was kind of more into three-finger at that point. And then I started going to more traditional bluegrass jams, and my style wasn't quite as, like, driving or, like, Mm. hard-hitting as a lot of like bluegrass players are and then i was like oh, okay maybe i'm an old time player and i started doing more of that i was like oh wow i actually don't really know very many of these tunes and so for a long time i was like what am i what do i do <laughs> um and i still kind of struggle with that but lately i've been more accepting as i am kind of more of like a collaborator that likes to switch around sure which style and um i have spent some time like really digging into becoming an old-time player and becoming a bluegrass player mm. but for it really threw me for a loop for a little while yeah banjo identity crisis yeah, yeah it's yeah that question what am i can be a, an anxious question yeah but it can also be uh a lovely question to not answer totally yeah Yeah. or to answer differently on different days yeah Yeah. so and yeah overall i feel like it just provides me a lot more opportunities to play with different people which is my favorite part about playing music is just playing with different people and sometimes my favorite jams are like ones that are like will rage old time for a little while and then someone will like call out like a bluegrass tune (laughs) like a um, people like you are familiar with George Jackson. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's great for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What should we play next? Oh, that's a good question. I have had Katie Did stuck in my head for Let's a play while. Katie Did. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you. 
Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so you yeah. too. <laughs> oh my goodness. Sometimes I, yeah, I just feel like I want to be like, wait, what were you doing? <laughs> <laughs> we, we could have a debrief. I'll have that question for okay. you as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hmm. So, well, yeah, I think I want to like dig into the thing you said earlier where you're like, I've spent some time investing in. Figuring out how to play bluegrass and how to play old time, yeah, um, so that you can maybe code switch more, yeah, uh, totally. Especially as like you know a professional you know musician who's coming into like you know as an employee sometimes to yeah. some bands, you know. Um, totally. And I'm curious like what you've learned mm. about um, uh, transmitting a, a specific kind of style and under a certain set of expectations mm, and totally. when you don't have to do that what do you revert back to and what yeah. is the difference there so maybe totally. you could start with start with old time there <laughs> yeah so i was very lucky um and that a, a large part of my like old time education when i was kind of digging more into it was hosting an old time jam with natalie padilla oh great um i love her and she's such a good fiddler and knows so many tunes. So just getting to play with her every Monday night um, was huge for me. Just kind of getting to really dig into that groove. I think that was one of the things I didn't quite have mm. when I got going. I, I felt like I kind of pushed and rushed a lot, as mm. is um, somewhat, I'm afraid to say it's a bluegrass tendency. Um, it depends on the the subgenre of bluegrass. And sure, like the, sure. The, um, yeah, sometimes in, in, when I hear a bluegrass string band, I uh, I hear this sort of like this is about to explode tension yeah. in the in the in the tempo. Totally. Yeah, and, yeah. and not just super fast, but like pushing super fast and pushing be, beyond yeah. yeah the feel of it as well. Totally, which is not kind necessarily always yeah. old time. Feel. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, it can be a really cool effect on old time and like can be a big part of the the sound or the tunes. But I think like kind of learning how to play the more like really straightforward, kind of groovy, dancey old time, uh, I felt like I learned a lot from that. And then I also hosted. For a while, a square dance here mm. was short-lived. Because... Here in Denver or here at Swallow Hill? Oh, I wish I was at Swallow okay. Hill. I was in Aurora at a really great place called oh. the People's Building. Cool. Um, it was short-lived, but I played with Bridger Dunnigan a lot. Mm. That was really fun. Um, also, when you play a tune that many times through, like for a square dance, like yeah. you really get um, familiar with the groove yeah. and how to make it <laughs> yeah. really fun. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah. So I, I yeah I feel like the groove has been the biggest thing I pay attention to, um, and especially like when I first started playing bluegrass, I had a really great teacher um, named Keith Reed in Colorado Springs. It's like very very driving bluegrass banjo player, and I was kind of like, I want to learn the progressive stuff. Keith was like, Sure, but like we got to work on your forward roll. Yeah. And I was yeah. like. No, (laughs) which I feel bad about. And I, I look back on a lot and then I started taking lessons with Jamie Stone, really incredible player. Yeah. 
Um, and I was like, I want to learn the progressive stuff. And we sort we got started, and I learned a ton. And then Jamie was like, Okay, here's the Scruggs book. Like, yeah, <laughs> gotta work on your forward roll. <laughs> and I sort of, I even then, I somehow still didn't listen and was kind of faking my way through that part. Um, and then finally got to Denver and like just kind of started to realize the power of driving. Yeah. And so I went back and looked at all the stuff I people were telling me to for a long time. God, this is so relatable. To yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. What was your, how did you kind of come into? Oh, you're just switching. Oh, oh yeah. That was allowed. Excuse me. <laughs> Uh, well, maybe I'll just say this. Like, I remember um, Bill Jolliffe, oh. um, my uh, poetry professor oh, and cool. American Lit professor uh, and songwriting uh, independent study professor at, wow, uh, cool. at George Fox University, uh, the conservative uh, Christian Title IX earning oh, <laughs> <yeah>. uh, <laughs> university that I'm still paying yeah. for my music education. Anyway, Bill Jolliffe was really cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, uh, I, I remember when I was like starting to get into banjo there and, uh, you know, I was just like writing my like little weirdo songs mm-hmm. and he was like, yeah, these are, these are interesting. You know, there's, there's something to these. I really like, you know, and he was supportive, but he's also like, then we make you a mixed CD of like some Dwight Diller and some, oh, nice. you know, yeah. and some Tommy Gerald and stuff. And like, let me, you just like very gently, I think, I think he knew that it was probably going to be a while before I could like get out of my own thing mm. and like be ready to receive that. But, yeah. you know, but he was also like, I'm going to plant the seeds yeah. and, and trust that something will happen. Here. And totally. it did. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm still on my... Yeah. I'm still on my bullshit <laughs> all the time. Yeah. But, uh, you know, just uh, in a way that's a little bit more grounded. Mm, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like learning the things I have learned about the different aspects of the groove have been really helpful with fitting in, but also for making my weird stuff weirder. Or yeah, <laughs> a exactly. flavor of weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there there is something to something I tell like my students all the time is that like it's better or more effective or more arresting or like uh, to have a rule that you break instead oh. of just like having no rules. Totally. Um, which maybe is like a I I don't want to like commit to that, you know, like yeah, because that's like a I don't know. There's something there, yeah, uh, that I think is true though in a lot of aspects of life. Totally, that there's something more pleasurable about like acknowledging uh, a set of expectations or normativity or a system, yeah, and, and you know, and be like, I know that this is here. I'm not ignorant of totally. it. Totally, yeah, but I'm going to respond to it. And, yeah, you know, either confirm it or subvert it or whatever and totally because that's that's like what playing music in community is yeah you know? or being in a community is it's like acknowledging the um the social contract yeah of whatever community totally and it, and it makes it so much more powerful when you decide <laughs> to break it you know it's like yeah i do know what it is so totally. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good way to put it yeah, I think about, like, especially, like, I really um, feel like I'm kind of always improvising, and I used to kind of feel, like, a little bit boxed in when I was kind of getting into old time because of that, um, because I didn't necessarily know, I didn't know where the box was, so I didn't right. know where to, like, yeah. kind of be thinking outside of it, yeah. and then I realized there's so much, like, improvisation you can do in ornamentation and yeah. in the in the rhythm, and then that still makes it, I, I tend to kind of, if I'm in like a more, it just depends on the setting. Sometimes I don't really improvise a lot in old time jam, but if I feel comfortable, I'll, I'll just kind of get kind of out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How out there would you say you've been so far in this, in, the, in ooh, this jam? I don't, yeah. I don't know if I've gone, ooh, I don't know. I feel like. 
I'm not too out there, I don't think. There's I feel we like we've weird. Both been improvising. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can get weirder if you want. It's up to you. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's a sort of thing like where if other people I'm playing with are getting pretty out, I just feel like really gassed up to play cool. some weird stuff. <laughs> Good. But yeah. yeah. I'm glad we're having this before the interview's not done yet. Yeah. Uh, what else do you want to play? Oh, that's a good question. Out of all my interview questions, it's the one I'm the, the proudest of as an interviewer. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to play next? It's the most important, most yeah. hard thing. I'm trying to think of one we could do some weird stuff on. <laughs> Popeye's kind of fun mm. to play some bonus notes on. Bonus notes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that, title of episode. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Uh, great. I think George, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was George Jackson. We were at Folk Alliance. He was like, yeah, I want to do another jam where we play old time tunes with some extra notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he likes doing that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, what?
All right, final push for Patreon supporters. If you're already supporting the show, go ahead and hit that 15 second ahead button a few times guilt-free. If not, please listen. I suspect there are a bunch of you who want to support Get Up in the Cool, but you just have too many internet errands. I get it. Sometimes those are even harder to accomplish than in-person errands because as soon as you get on your phone, you're barraged with notifications and you forget what you were trying to do in the first place. So that's why I'm asking that if you're able to contribute before you listen to the rest of this episode, go to patreon.com slash getupinthecool, which is linked in the show notes and sign up for a level that you can sustain so I can budget for the coming year. It's a small task and you don't have to give that much. You can even set up your own pledge amount if none of the options work for you, but it makes a huge impact for me as I endeavor to keep this show alive. Here's an example of why I need more funding to make this show. At Clifftop this year, Jane Rothfield, six-time guest of this show and my dear, dear friend, broke my tripod. Please don't tell her. I don't want her to feel bad. I still haven't replaced it because I don't have any money. It's literally being held together with those rubber bands that come with the asparagus from the grocery store. I know this sounds dramatic, but I honestly have to cut corners like that all the time in order to keep the show going and still have enough money left over to feed my family. Please sign up for the Patreon so that I can buy a new tripod. Don't assume someone else is going to do it. I mean, hey, maybe I can get an indestructible one if enough people sign up. One last time, that's patreon.com slash getupinthecool. Pause the episode, ignore those notifications, sign up at a level that you can sustain. Thank you so much. Now back to this incredibly nerdy banjo hang. Cool. <laughs> Bonus notes. Bonus notes. Oh my god. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> you said that, did you first hear the... the uh, Halen and Eli uh, version of that one? Or? I think so. I think I probably first heard it from Crooked Still. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I, for a while, was like, banjo's cool. And then at some point in high school, I was like, maybe banjo's not cool. And I was playing more guitar. And then my cousin, um, Katie Armstrong, who also plays music and sings, um, Showed me Crooked Still, and I was like, oh shit, banjo's cool. Banjo is cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sent me on a slippery slope. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I love the Kalen Morrison version. I love some of the older recordings. I feel like everyone kind of chooses a different time when they want to sing and or play <laughs> the the major, the minor. Yeah, the, like, yeah. Or somewhere in between there. Yeah. Yeah, I love, I really like that about especially old time songs mm. is like how everyone just has their own little, little twist on them. And, or <coughs> sometimes everyone has their own gigantic twist on yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I like that about old time too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it except for when, I like it all the time, but sometimes at a jam where someone will call something and you're like, oh, I totally know this tune. Like, it's going to rock. And then I'm just like, oh, this is not the key you know it in. That's not the amount of parts. That's not even the same (laughs) sound. (laughs) So you are, I guess by by the time I post this, I'm not exactly sure when I'll post this, but you, you will be a... What, what is the, the name of it? A, a Nash a Nash villain? A Nash villain. <laughs> <A> Nash <Villian? laughs> yeah, I think so. Nashvilleite. Yeah, yeah. I will be. Now, did you did you grow up here in Colorado? Yeah, so I grew up in Colorado Springs, um, and that's kind of where I got going on music. And then I went to Santa Fe University of Art and Design in New yes. Mexico. Yeah. yeah, just down I twenty five a ways. Um, and then I moved to Denver, so I've kind of just been shooting up and down I-25 yeah. for a while <laughs> for places yeah. to live. Um, I tried to move to Nashville, I think in like 2015 when I had finished graduating college and then like a room fell through and I got nervous Yeah, and then I just met some bands here and things just kind of worked out 
So I kept thinking about moving and then kept not moving or I'd get a gig <laughs> here that would last a while. And so, yeah, that's the, now is the time, I think. Yeah. So I'm curious, as you're getting ready to leave this yeah. place where you learned your music, this region where you've learned your music, um, I've heard so much about, like, Colorado bluegrass. Oh, yeah. Like what that means. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what that means still. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I was wondering if you could, like, speak to that and uh, to the extent that there is a Colorado old time scene as well. Yeah. And like, what will you be uh, taking with you to Nashville or leaving behind here in Colorado? Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Um, I think the the Colorado bluegrass and old, I feel like there aren't a ton of players, at least in Denver. I know there's a lot of killer old time players in Colorado, like especially in Lions. And there's a lot of great ones here. But there's a lot of crossover, I feel like, in the players. Mm. Like, um, Bridger and Natalie are both two of the best bluegrass fiddlers I've mm. ever gotten to play with. But also, we're kind of like a pretty central force in the Denver old-time scene. Mm. Um, and so I, I think I'll be taking that with me. And then there's a lot of jamgrass influence. Yeah, what is jamgrass? I don't Ooh. actually know what that means. Yeah, I feel like given that I am filling in for Mike and Rapper After Earth, I should maybe understand a little bit more eloquently how to put this. Um, I feel like it is, as the name implies, very improvisatory. Um, I do feel like it sometimes gets a bad rap for like being too... Like, oh, you're going to play, like, an eight-minute mandolin solo, uh, <laughs> which does happen occasionally. But I do feel like a lot of it is more kind of experimenting with the form and, like, which directions you can take a song. Um, or, like, especially, like, a fiddle tune. Um, and also, there's a lot of... I feel like there's more of an emphasis on songwriting, which is, I always really appreciate. Mm. I write songs and was kind of surprised the more I get into the jam scene, how how large of a part that is. Yeah. Oh, neat. And I feel Great. like, especially with Railroad Earth, I feel like Todd's lyrics sometimes kind of dictate the jam. Like, mm. I, I, it sets a scene more so than, because like, I feel like if you were just really getting jammy on Bill Monroe tunes, the lyrics are all pretty the scene would be pretty similar. Sure, <laughs> like, sure. I'm forlorn. You have wronged me. <laughs> yeah. What's like an example of like a, a, a Colorado jam grass like lyric? If, if not, I'm forlorn and you've wronged me. Well, there's a lot of songs about Colorado. Okay. Like um, infamous string dusters are some people who live around here and they have, I think a song called Colorado. We had a little playlist where we were just playing every jammy song that had Colorado in the title. Um, there's lots about the mountains. Just odes to the, the vibes. Yeah. 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 Some playing with the word play, like mile high. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. Cool. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little different than a Bill Monroe lyric. Yeah, sure. totally. Yeah. Um, some, some say John Hartford is sort of like the father of Jamgrass. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. He's someone... I look up to a lot as far as super great improviser and a lot of great stuff to say about improvising. Um, super groovy three finger player. And then he also just knows a ton of like, I, I so when I was really trying to get into playing old time, more groovy, I listened to that album of his that has like Bumblebee on a jug. Yeah. Um, Bumblebee in a jug. Um, and then, like, the Light and Hitch album. Yeah. And, yeah, and he just knows so many tunes. We should do one more tune or song. Okay. Maybe, maybe we could do an original. Yeah. Uh, since that's that's come up. And then yeah. after that, we'll talk about where people can go to uh, buy your music and figure out where you'll be playing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I can do either a fiddlier tune I wrote, or I can do a more... Singer songwritery song I wrote. 
How about how about we do both, and that'll be four and five. Oh, okay. Yeah. What Great. do you want to end on? I guess is the question. Ooh. I'll end on the fiddlier one. Great. We'll yeah. Do song. Okay. Tell us about the song. I can do to briefly delve into some nerdy claw hammer stuff. Yeah. Um, I can do one I wrote called Heart of Mine. That's the first one, on the album. Good. And it's kind of based on this halftime. I was like, mm-hmm. I love playing claw hammer, mm-hmm. but I want to for when the jamgrass drummer starts busting it down at halftime. Yeah. I want to be able yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be able to get that feel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Uh, what? Song. Thanks. Yeah. So fun to play with you. I had to try to stop paying attention to what you were doing. <laughs> so, so I didn't yeah. mess up. I was like, that was cool. I was like, oh, what did I write? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, there's so many things I could say about that. Uh, one is thank you for writing that song. Oh. Uh, just personally, because like sometimes songwriters can be... Um, sort of like doulas for, you know, like <laughs> yeah. processing things. And, <laughs> totally. Yeah, or, um, yeah, uh, that song resonates with me a oh, lot. Thank you. I, that means a lot. Yeah. Is the goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To resonate with people. Yeah. Thanks. Um, and also, what a perfect way to kind of um, sum up a lot of the conversation we've been having. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think... Maybe maybe you're talking about, you know, not just, you know, bluegrass and old-time boxes in that song. Maybe yeah. you're talking about some other stuff. <laughs> true. But yeah. it sure does fit. And, yeah, that simultaneous, like, want to participate, mm. and which means engaging in tradition or engaging in culture. Yeah. Uh, and knowing that maybe you don't neatly fit in mm. to uh, what is expected of you and what what to do about that yeah yeah i feel like everyone at some point is gonna run into something where they don't quite fit in but would like to engage yeah um yeah i feel like that happens a lot as a human being and as a musician 
Yeah, and I appreciate that there's the song. It's like the song is about acknowledgement, and it, there's not necessarily like a a value judgment mm. in the song necessarily. Mm-hmm. It, it, you're not necessarily like saying, "And now I'm going to be who I am always," mm-hmm. like unapologetically and take up as much space as possible. <laughs> Not that, I mean, there would be nothing wrong with that. You know, yeah. You know, but like, I like the specificity of the song that you're, you're saying like, this is who I am. The, these are the, <laughs> the, this is the culture I'm trying to engage in. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Oh man. It's such a treat to be able to play yeah. that song with someone who like resonates with it lyrically yeah. and also is playing some, moody songwritery banjo yeah yeah let's uh let's hang out more yeah <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah. Sure. yeah well um we're gonna do one more so yeah and we'll do your original okay original yeah tune, so i'll have to learn that too <laughs> uh, this one's a little easier for sure but before we do that where do people go to uh buy your music and see you when you perform and figure out where you will be performing next and anything else yeah. you want to you want to promote before we go on to the last tune. Yeah. So, um, Sam AZ music, um, has most of my merch. I have some t-shirts and some CDs. Um, and then I do a lot of Instagram content and some TikTok content. Yeah. I'm trying to engage the youths. Um, (laughs) 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 and I'm at banjo Sam Joe. Oh, yeah. Um, for both of those. Um, Instagram, I try to update my website, but between playing, I've been playing a bunch with this band, Barbaro, that I love, and then sometimes filling in for Mike Robinson with Railroad Earth, and then playing around here, some of my own stuff, and with Meadow Mountain, and I play electric guitar in a band called Sound of Honey cool. that I love. Um with Emma Rose writes the songs mm. and is just an absolute beast of a bassist mm. um, for old time. Yeah, I think that's probably mostly where you can find me. And do you and do you teach lessons? I do. Yeah. And so people could contact you through your through your site for. Yeah, I'm um I'm in the midst of launching a Patreon okay. too. Good. Yeah, if that is something people are interested in. Yeah, if they want to. Um play some uh, somewhere on the spectrum of in and outside of a little box. Yeah, if, 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 <laughs> totally. In the heart of your, in your banjo heart. Yeah, you to, <laughs> your banjo yeah, heart. Yeah, you can speak to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm still kind of working out the format, and part of that will, like, depend on who's subscribing. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm going to do more claw hammer content, or if it's going to be more three-finger content, mm-hmm. or if it's going to be, like... A little bit of both, yeah. and how they. I mean, it's, I, I just would like to to wane on about the philosophy of this. Yes. <laughs> so maybe I yeah. sneak some of that in yeah. there. Absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah. Thanks, Sam. This is so fun. Yeah, this has been a blast. What are we yeah. going to do for the final team? Um, this is one I wrote for my mom um, called "Dance Again, Mama." Well, I, that's true. We could do that one, which is an F tune. Or we can do a D tune. I would probably stay in the same tuning. Okay, so. let's do the F tune. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying like for either tune, I probably would. Oh, fun. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So I'll, I'll leave it up to you. Ooh. Maybe let's do, I'll do the D tune. It's actually for my partner's dog, Ginny. Okay. Um, and it's on the album. Yeah. And okay. yeah, I don't get to play this one a lot out okay, in great. the world. Let's do it. Yeah. So what is this tune called? Ginny Pup. Ginny Pup. Or I think maybe Virginia Pup. I don't remember. Okay, great. It's for your dog. It's on the album, yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. Cool, can't wait. It's one of the... I have a couple on the album that are a little more string bandy and less drummy. Mm. Yeah. Thanks for doing this, Sam. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been too much fun. I feel like I want to learn your tunes now and ask you questions. You can do that, sure. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, one, two, uh, one, two, three, four. Uh, 
Visit Sam's website for their albums, merch, and lessons. That's samazmusic.com. And follow them at BanjoSamJo on Instagram and TikTok to stay up to date with all their projects and to hear more of their banjo playing. And don't forget to support this podcast by signing up at patreon.com slash getupinthecool. That and all of Sam's stuff is linked in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening, and thanks for your support. Come back same time next week to Get Up in the Cool. <laughs>